So, uh, um, so great, great system. Again, we use it all the time, and I think it's becoming more and more popular. Mm. Uh, the only downside I can think of is the cost. Um, yeah. I guess to give you an a, a example between. Hello and welcome back to the number one home building podcast in Australia. This week, our topic is everything pool related. So we're going to tell you and uh, everything you need to know about pools and ensure that your pool building experience goes as smooth as possible. But as usual, let's kick us off, uh, introduce who these people are that are going to tell you all about this today. So Chris Baptista, uh, director of Homes by CMA. We've built over a thousand homes and mm -hmm. we also do pools. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Good little add-on. I thought there. I'd mention that. Yeah. That's it. And um, for me, we're still deciding whether I'm the brand or marketing manager, but one of those two. Um, but let's get straight into it. So did you just want to give us a bit of an overview of what we're going to be doing today? Yeah, I guess the first thing I thought we'd mention, and I didn't know that before I had a quick look at it. And Australia has the highest number of pool ownership per capita. Really? So Australia has over 1.2 wow. million pools. Shit, I, well, I saw that number. I was like, "Holy shit, that's a lot of pools in Australia." So, and apparently, um, there's over thirty thousand pools that are getting built every single year. Wow! So, Big yeah, increase. Big it's a lot of pools, and uh, which is why I think it was important to do a pool uh, podcast. That's it. We obviously do a lot of pools, and we build them as part of the houses we build. But mm. this podcast is not necessarily for those that are building and want to pull as part of the build, but also people that just want to build a swimming pool and just want to know a little bit about it. That's it. We also get a lot of questions on our social media about can we build pools? And that's it. How does stuff? it work? Yeah. How far does it have to sit from the house? What's the best type of pool? And mm -hmm. all those things, I guess. So that's what we're going to cover today. Love it. Um, well, let's just jump straight into it. So obviously there is a few... Uh, types of different pools you can mm -hmm. have. Did you just want to run us through them and the key points of differences? So the main three types of pools that I would say are the most common ones uh, would be the fiberglass pools. Mm -hmm. uh, so obviously this is a prefabricated pool. Uh, you dig a hole and you just crane the pool inside. Yep. Um, it's very popular and we don't do it, but we get a lot of clients that do that. Mm -hmm. um, the truth is I don't know a lot about it. So I'm not going to I presume like I know a lot about it. I've yep. seen it. Um, it's personally not my preference just because of the flexibility that a concrete pool has. Mm -hmm. It doesn't match because concrete and flexibility, but I mean, in terms of design, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of design, you can just do so much with a concrete pool that you can't do with a fiberglass pool. Now, I'm not saying a fiberglass pool is bad mm -hmm. and it's got its uses, but um, uh, yeah, I don't know a lot about it. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so that's the first time. Second type is concrete pools, which is mm -hmm. what mostly we're going to talk about today. And obviously a lot of the things we're going to talk about today with concrete pools applies to the fiberglass pools yeah, yeah, and all the sure. other type of yeah. pools because the equipment is the same and all those things are the same. Mm -hmm. uh, so concrete pools, what we're going to cover today. Um, I don't know what the percentage is in terms of which one is more popular. I would assume that a concrete pool is more popular, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and the last one uh, that has been growing uh, over the past few years. Yeah, they're getting is, real popular now. That's eh? it, is the plungy pool. Mm. So the plungy pool is also a concrete pool, but it's precast. Yep. Um, so as opposed to a concrete pool where we dig a hole, uh, we form work and we spray it on site, a plungy pool is a precast pool that comes pre-made from a factory. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you might have, for example, a three-story house in Brisbane and want to put uh, 
pool on top of the house. Mm-hmm. A plungy pool is probably going to work out really good because they can just crane the pool on top of the house. For sure. It's actually really cool watching it get done. They literally yeah. crane a pool into yeah. your backyard or on your roof or whatever it is. It's so cool. we've never personally used them. Some of our clients have, and I can remember that last job we did, which had a round plungy pool that looked really, yes. really cool. Yeah, very great. Uh, so yeah, they look pretty cool. Again, we've never done personally one, so I can't say, but from a Bella's point of view, you know, they seem to have a really good product. They seem to yep. have a really good niche market. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think some, in, in some cases, and again- I was about we, to say benefits of Yeah, that. well, I think it's, it's, it's also in terms of space and in terms of pool size and in terms of how quick do you want your pool? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, plunge your pool is good because you might, Again, you might be building a three-story house and you want to pull on top mm-hmm. and they can just crane on the top. Yeah. Or you might have uh, really small access yeah, and you I don't necessarily say. want a big pool and mm. you don't necessarily want a fiberglass pool, so why not crane in a plungy pool? Exactly. So um, if you have poor side access, it's probably the way to go. Hey, that's like, exactly right. So there's a few few things. And uh, I haven't told you yet, but we might have a job with a plungy pool. There you go. I'm news news on YouTube, but we might have a job with a plungy pool where it's going to be on the second story. Oh so, yeah, so nice. Some news. So yeah, that's roughly the three types of pools. Cool. Um, and uh, really, I, I don't really know any. I mean, there's obviously you know the small plastic pools, and uh, mm-hmm. but we're not even going to go there because there's no point. Yeah, yeah. If you are looking at an inflatable pool, this is probably not the podcast for you. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but remember to wear your floaties at all times. That's it. Always, <laughs> always. <laughs> pool safety, right? Um, so obviously. <laughs> It can get quite complex when you build a pool. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, one of the most complex things probably to understand is like the pool engineering side mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to touch on a few of the, the engineering mm-hmm. factors? that are? Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be very brief. I don't want to bore people with all the engineering side of the pools yeah. and you know how we works and blah, blah, blah. But long story short, and again, we're going to be talking about a concrete pool here. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is we pretty much do a hole in the ground and the hole is a little bit bigger than the pool you're going to have. And the reason for that is you might have, for example, a six by three meter pool, mm-hmm. but you have to take into consideration the size of the wall thickness of your pool. Yeah. So the wall thickness of your pool ranges from 150 mil to 200 mil. Yeah. And this is something that obviously is dependent on the grounds and the engineer you use. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's roughly... so. You know, a lot of people, they see a pool from, from the top and they see the 400 mil uh, concrete and they assume that's the whole pool. It's not. Mm-hmm. We go from say 150 to 200, and then we go the 400 mil step just to have the pool coping on top. Yeah. The actual pool is around 150 to 200 mil. Yeah. So that's the pool itself, and then what happens? So we dig a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually put rocks at the at the bottom of the pool, a layer of around 100 mil of stones at the bottom. Then we form it up. So usually most of the pools are going to be in ground. So. Uh, the form-up guys will just put a stud around just to get the exact size of the pool. Mm-hmm. And then there's a steel uh, specialist, a steel fixing specialist that will put all the steel inside the pool. Yeah. And it's quite impressive how they do it. So mm-hmm. again, most people don't know, but they think, oh, you, you know, it's a 12 mil bar and how do the guys bend it? Yeah, yeah. The pool steel is a bit different. The, it's it's a special steel that is actually bendable. So mm. you could actually grab that 12 mil bar and you, you're gonna think, oh shit, that guy's really strong. And, Cause you can bend the bar like that, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's not actually like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's just steel that is uh, made for pools. Yeah, it'd be a good party trick. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's usually 12 mil steel. The guys would put all the bars inside of the pool. The spacing of the bars will depend on the pool strength and the side conditions and all that. Uh, but yeah, 12 mil bars all around the pool. And then pretty much what we do is, um, and that's really fun to watch for those that are building a pool, I would recommend have a look at when they spray the concrete. Yeah. Sounds really strange, but spraying concrete. So it's basically... Uh, concrete that comes from a normal concrete truck. Um, the strength of a pool is usually stronger than the strength of the concrete for a house. Yeah. So a pool will usually be anywhere between 25 MPA to 32 MPA, and that's the strength of the uh, concrete. Mm -hmm. um, so what happens is uh, then you get what's called a shot crate uh, company, yeah. and they pretty much spray the concrete onto the walls. Yeah. And it's actually... It's really cool because it's so strong that it actually sticks everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then they pretty much just shape it. And the guys that do this usually do this every day and they, they're really, really good at what they do. Yeah. So they spray that onto the wall and they shape it. They shape the step. They shape the roundness at the bottom. And um, it's quite yeah. very impressive. Yeah, yeah. If very you have the chance to have a look at when they shot crate your pool, mm. it's worth a look because it's super impressive. That's it. Um, so yeah, that's the shot crate part. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so we've covered a lot there. Um, one of the other things that you have to do is also remain compliant. Um, so did you yeah. want to run us through some of the requirements you need? Yes. So in terms of uh, whether I guess you're building a pool while mm. you build your house or whether you are living in your house, you yep. will, as soon as you have a hole in the ground, mm -hmm. uh, you really need to have pool fencing. Yeah. Uh, it's not a permanent pool fence, but it's a temporary pool fence. So yep. this is critical. And when you are getting either a builder or a pool builder to build your pool, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. make sure the, the temporary pool fencing is included as part of the quote because you will need it. Yes. You don't want them to come back at you and say, oh, it wasn't part of the quote. It, it's another $1,200 to have pool fencing. Yeah. Uh, so pool fencing is a must. And again, if you are building your pool, for example, while you build your house and you start a pool before you start a house, mm -hmm and the pool is usually, say, within three meters of the house, mm -hmm. you will need a pool uh, cover. Yes. So what happens is you got to think of it where you have your pool that's getting dug. Uh, I mean, a pool shell might be done, and then you have the house getting built. Mm -hmm. And, for example, a roofer could fall into the pool if it doesn't have a pool cover. Mm -hmm. uh, so always, you know, watch out. If you're going to build your pool before the house starts and then you get your house started, always ask either the builder or the pool builder to quote also a pool cover. They will usually tell you anyway that it's going to be required, mm -hmm. but if they don't, always watch it out because you will need it. For sure. Mm -hmm. And f would you say there's like sort of a standard uh, that you'd want to try and keep the pool f distant from the house? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess if you want to be super safe, three meters is going to be the way to go. But mm -hmm. in general terms, two meters are going to be enough. And why? Well, I guess it depends on what's called the zone of influence. So this will be dependent on the soil test. Um, yeah. The worse your soil test is, the more the zone of influence is, so the mm -hmm. further the pool has to be so that it doesn't impact the house slab. Yeah. Um, same principle if you have obviously an existing home and you want to build a pool, mm -hmm. uh, you really want to make sure that you provide the pool builder with a soil test yeah. and um, that they keep obviously... I mean, the engineer would have a look at that anyway, but you just want to make sure. And when we build a new house, it's a little bit easier because what we can do is we can adjust the slab and the peering based on the pool. So mm -hmm. 
a lot of houses we build and the pool is right against the house. Yep. So what we would do is we would have concrete piers along the edge of the slab so that um, no matter what the pool is, it doesn't impact on the structural integrity of the house. That's it. There's no pressure getting That's it. So down. usually, for example, if your pool is, say, one point eight meter deep, mm -hmm. uh, the house would be paired to maybe say 2.2 meter deep. Yep. Uh, so you have to go say, normally you have to go 300 mil below where you dug the pool. It's just so that again, uh, when you dig that hole, the house is there and there's no impact on the structural integrity of the slab. Awesome, I think that was really well said. Um, so before we move on to price, let's talk about some of the things that are often required when you build a pool. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those additionals that some people may not realize or forget about, or it might not even be included in the price. Definitely, definitely. So the first thing you really want, and that's going to make your pool really look great, mm -hmm. is a light. For sure. Um, so again, I would assume that most pool builders uh, would include at least one LED light, mm -hmm. uh, and you definitely want an LED light. It's much better. It's going to last much longer. Yeah. Uh, a, yeah, so the light, I think, is a must. It's something that when you turn it on at night, it makes your pool look so Just good. the water lighting up like that. Is That's exactly a, right. Yeah. And in terms of location, uh, again, a pool builder should be able to advise, but you mm -hmm. always want to have the pool light shining not in your face and on the opposite side. Yeah. So if you have the pool here, you don't want to, you know, to be looking at that light. You yep. want to be looking at the pool all looking nice, but not looking at that light. For sure. So the LED put light, mm -hmm. pool light, <laughs> and... Um, you know, I, I guess if you've got a standard pool, I would say one light will be enough. If yeah. you got a really big pool, maybe add another light. Mm -hmm. They are about 550 each. Yes, they're not cheap, but you got to think about it. That pool light is in your pool. You don't want to have to go back and fix it. Right. So <laughs> it's well worth spending the 550 to get a really good pool light uh, so that you don't have to go back and fix it. So you've got the light in your pool. Um, obviously, there's a loads of different uh, designs you can get for your pool. So mm -hmm. ones with steps mm -hmm. and all these mm -hmm. things. Did you just want to quickly touch on that? That's it. So again, you know, you don't want to build, for example, a six by three meter pool. That's just a rectangle or in the ground with nothing else. Yeah. Uh, usually, most build, most pool builders would add a few steps. So obviously, yeah. you know, you can get easily in your pool uh, from ground level to obviously the pool. Mm -hmm. uh, so the steps are usually a must and would normally be included as part of most yeah. pools. Um, on top of that, it's usually quite good to also have benches because, you know, again, you might have a beer and you get into your pool, you want to sit down on the side of the pool. Mm -hmm. And so bench is really good. Um, most benches would be a little bit extra, but they we're not talking much there. We're talking a few hundred. Yeah. Uh, but a bench is really good. Uh, yeah, it just allows you to sit. For kids, it's quite good because the kids can start playing in there before they get into the, the pool. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, bench is, is something I would definitely recommend in a pool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So did you want to touch on a couple of like the copings and things like that? Yeah, and all that? yeah. So... Uh, when you build a pool, you obviously think of it, you've got your shell and then you have to put something on top, obviously, so that it looks good. So yep. that's called a pool coping. Mm -hmm. uh, a pool coping is going to be different than a tile. So usually there's specific places where you buy the pool coping. Mm -hmm. uh, in here, I guess in Queensland, the pool tile company is usually the place to go to get a really good pool coping and yeah. they've got a wide selection of it. That's it. Um, a pool coping, again, would usually range from 20 mil to 30 mil and there's heaps of options. Whether you have a square uh, front, where you, you could have a bullnose front. Um, you've got so many options that, again, it's worth having a look there and to see what you like. You might have granite, you might have travertine, you might have porcelain. Um, there's, there's a lot of choice. So you want to make sure you get your pool coping right. Mm-hmm. And you also want to make sure that obviously whatever you do on the surrounding of your pool, um, you either want to match it 
or or you want to make sure at least the heights are going to work. And that was my next thing, like the internal and then now the external tiles that go around. That's it. So you have to be really careful. Some people don't realize that obviously, you know, they have their pool coping and um, they leave the surrounding uh, concrete, uh, for example, at the same height as what the pool shell was. Mm. And then they install a normal tile and they realize, uh, shit, there's a lip, lip there. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, because what happens is when we do a concrete shell, the concrete shell is never going to be perfect. Yeah. Uh, so the top, usually what happens is when we put a pool comping on top, we would put a screed on top. So just a, a thin layer of usually around 10 to 20 mil of uh, concrete, mm -hmm. just to level that uh, perfectly. Yeah. Again, it's it's a pool, and if things are out of level, it's going to look really strange. So yeah. you level that uh, perfectly, and then you install your pool coping. So from your concrete shell, you're really looking at, say, 20 mil for your screed, and yeah. maybe another, say, 25 by the time you go to pool coping and, and the glue. Yeah. So you're looking at, say, 45, 50 mil from your pool shell. Yeah. So if you poured your concrete at the same height of your pool shell and you put your tiles on top, you're going to have a 40 mil lip. Yeah. So always think about it and... For those people that have a separate pool builder than your house builder, mm -hmm. you have to make sure that they get in touch and they get the heights right. That is, that is probably, if you have to grab one of the things from that podcast, is this. Yeah. You want to make sure you get your heights right. If your pool is three meters away from the house, no big deal. Um, but even say that we've done a house and they've went through a pool builder and from the back, of the alfresco, the, the pool is the pool. The pool sits about two hundred mil higher than the house, and yeah. I'm, I'm like, why? Yeah, you know, yeah, it just looks funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, always make sure they consult together, particularly if the pool is built before the house. Yeah. If you get your pool first and then you get your house slab, it's critical. Again, I can't, I can't say this enough. <laughs> it's critical that the pool builder and the house builder talk to each other and get the heights right. Yeah. Because once the pool is in, um, it, it, it's just much harder to adjust the house slab, mm -hmm. I guess. Because if you go higher, you're going to spend either a lot more concrete or you're going to have to peer the house. And if you go lower, you're going to have to dig. So you don't want that. Yeah. So all it takes is a bit of communication uh, between the two mm -hmm. uh, just to get those heights right. Awesome. So yeah, this is in terms of heights. And then obviously the inside of the pool is also finished with a pebble crit uh, finish. Yes. Um, there's a lot of options where with this. The standard yeah. one is obviously, you know, that light blue uh, color. Yeah. I guess light blue, light green uh, mm -hmm. sort of color. Um, basically, a um, it's a cement and a pebble uh, finish they put inside of the, ha uh, the house, the pool. <laughs> they... They apply it, and again, it's quite cool to watch for those that haven't seen it. Yeah. Go and have a look when they do it. Yeah. Um, they apply it, and then they wash it, and it's pretty much done, and then you can put your water right away inside. That's it. Um, so there's a lot of options with that in terms of, you know, if you want to go really dark um, in terms of pool uh, color, they mm -hmm. can adjust all this. So again, if you, if you are very specific in terms of what the color of the pool is, tell your pool builder about this and usually have uh, photos um, to show them so that they can adjust the apparel crate to yeah. suit that. Keeping in mind that the darker the color of the pool, the more it will cost. Yeah. Because the concrete will most likely have to be a colored and then you, you, you you can also upgrade to lots of things like glass uh, sort of pebble. Yeah, yeah. There's there's lots and lots of upgrade depending on how much you want to spend. But mm. yeah, uh, keeping in mind that the darker the color you want to go, the more it will cost. Awesome. So we briefly touched on like the surroundings of a pool and mm -hmm. everything. So did you just want to talk a little bit about pool fencing? Yeah. Um, the legalities behind it and things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So again, this is something that most people don't do and you should really 
pay a lot of attention to this. Um, it's not just a matter of I want a six by three meter pull at the back and I want it here. Yeah. Always have a think about the pool fencing and where you want it. Yeah. Because usually when I say that to clients, they reconsider the position of the pool or they reconsider how far from the house it is or where they might want the pool or the size of the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly important if you have the alfresco, you, you know, you just want to make sure everything's going to look good. Yeah. And obviously you don't want to necessarily have to have 20 meters of pool fence where it's going to cost a lot of money. So, yeah. Yeah. so that's the first thing to consider. Uh, where you want to pull, but always think about the pull fence, not don't just think about the pull. Yeah. And then you got three types of pull fencing. I uh, usually have the aluminum uh, powder coat pull fencing, which is, I, I guess, the cheap, um, I mean, cheap, the standard, yeah, yeah. yeah. the standard black or white uh, pull fence you see. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing wrong there with it. It's all pull compliant. Um, yep. It's the most cost efficient fence you can get. And um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. At least it's easier to, uh, to clean. That's it. And uh, yeah, this usually costs around $150 per meter. Yeah. So usually when we talk about pool, things are priced per meters, except uh, from uh, maybe the tiles on the surrounding of the pools and all that sort of thing is priced per meter. Yeah. So $150 approximately per meter will get you um, the uh, pool fence. Mm-hmm. Then you can upgrade to semi-frameless glass, which is basically a glass panel with two posts on the side. Yeah. So this is what semi-frameless pool fencing is. Yeah. And you can have multiple uh, sort of options in terms of the semi-frameless post. You you know, you could go chrome, you could go uh, gray, you can go white, there's lots and lots of of options. This is around $350 a meter of pull fence. Mm -hmm. So again, you can see that there's a price increase already because we're talking glass. And then the most expensive pull fencing is obviously the frameless pull glass. So basically a frameless glass panel, Mm -hmm. which has two spigots at the bottom. Uh, You can pick, again, you can pick if you want chrome, you can pick if you want black, there's heaps of colors available. It looks amazing, but man, it sucks to clean. It looks amazing, (laughs) but it does suck to clean. And uh, yeah, uh, I I have it at home and it's it's painful. It's it's painful. (laughs) So um, so yeah, the frameless glass pool fence, uh, usually around $450 a meter. so obviously, you know, the price again goes up. Yeah. And um, so always, yeah, have a quick look at your pool fence. Have a quick look at where your pool sits and do a really quick takeoff of how much pool fence is. Some people do a mix. Yeah. Like the Dispite new board we have, we got a little bit of a mix of frameless pool fence with black spigots yeah. and uh, black uh, aluminum pool fencing. Yeah. It doesn't look bad. It, yeah, it looks, looks good. really good yeah. and you can save a little bit of uh, some money there. So um Sure. And you yeah, always have a think about the fittings too. So, you know, some people don't really think, but uh, they might think, oh yeah, chrome, let's go with it. But the black fittings look really cool. So they do look really I, cool. I would say have a look at that because yeah, they look really, really cool. And you don't need to polish them like the chrome. That's it, that's <laughs> it, yeah. An extra perk. That's it, that's it, yeah. Awesome. So I feel like people have got a really good understanding about the pool itself now. Um, but also what really is important to that makes up a pool is the equipment and the filtration system mm-hmm. that you need to mm-hmm. then now power that pool. Um, did you want to dive into a bit of that? And yeah, yeah. Types? Before I get into that, I actually forgot to talk about the gates too. It's quite Gosh, important. Yeah. yeah. Now I did forget yeah. to talk about this and uh, got got focused on the fence there for a little <laughs> bit. But obviously you have a pool, mm. you need to have gates to get inside the pool area. Yeah. Um, the pool fencing regulations are very, very strict. And once the pool is finished, there is a certifier that comes and does a inspection mm-hmm. and they are super strict yeah. on the pool. So, yeah, which um, is good. Yeah, so Always you good. can't technically fill the water in your pool until you have the pool fence all approved. Yeah. 
So uh, make sure that yeah, you don't fill your pool yeah. until you got all that sorted. Uh, but going back to the pool gates, mm. um, you could have a few, you know, most of the pools we do have at least one gate, but you could yeah. have two. Uh, the gates are a little bit more expensive than a pool fence, obviously, because there's hinges and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, my. Unbelievable. <laughs> so the pool gates are usually... <laughs> <laughs> The pool gates are usually a little, a little bit more expensive than the pool fence because obviously of the hinges and all that. Yeah. Uh, and what happens is, the so if you have the inside of your pool area, the mm -hmm. pool gate has to open outside. Yeah. So this is critical too. And again, something you really need to think of when you design your mm -hmm. pool and your pool fence location. Yeah. Perfect. Now, what was the next step that we're talking about? Um, so we're touching, <laughs> <laughs> we got distracted. Uh, we're touching on the importance of the equipment and the filtration system. Oh, the equipment, yes, yes. yes. So, um, it's obviously equipment, obviously also depending, for example, if, if you have a skin conditions or if your kid have kids have a skin conditions, uh, yeah. the main two equipments nowadays, I guess there's three, but the chlorine one, not very used anymore, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit outdated, so I'm not even yeah. gonna talk about this because nobody wants it, because yeah. everybody knows you <laughs> yeah. get into a chlorine pool. Uh, yeah, you yeah, smell yeah. like chlorine, yeah, it yeah. smells it's, like chlorine. Yeah. Um, girls that have bleached hair are gonna get another coat of bleach on the hair yeah. and it's just, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So I would avoid yeah. the uh, chlorine, that's the first yeah. thing. So then we go into the salt water filtration. Yeah. Um, this is what most pool builders would have as a standard, mm -hmm. a salt water uh, filtration. Um, to be honest, there's nothing wrong with it. It works really well. Um, that's what I've got at home. You can hardly test any salt. Like it, it, it's just fine. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, for me, it's fine. Yes, when you get out of the pool, technically, you should have a shower because, you know, your skin might get sort of ir irritated, irritated with yeah. the salt, but yeah. it, it's not that bad. So um, yeah. salt water filtration is something that, yeah, most people would use as a standard. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, however, you can upgrade to what's called Magna Pool. Yeah, it's very, very or cool. There's different types of brand, but Magna Pool would probably be the main one. Yeah. And that's a mineral filtration mm -hmm. uh, system. So mm -hmm. a magnesium uh, filtration. Yeah, so it's very cool. that's it. So you don't have any salt and you pretty much have minerals. So as you can imagine, uh, there's no issue when you get in the pool in terms of irritation of the skin or anything like that. Yeah. Um, they also, again, I don't know, I haven't got one, but apparently there's relaxing uh, benefits, obviously, from the magnesium. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if it's true, but yeah. apparently. Yeah. So, uh, um, so great, great system. Again, we use it all the time, and I think it's becoming more and more popular. Mm. Uh, the only downside I can think of is the cost. Yeah. Um, I guess to give you an idea, a example between the salt water filtration and uh, say if we are compared to a magna pool, you might be talking maybe $1,900, $2,000 to upgrade to the magna pool. Not just in terms of equipment, mm. uh, but in terms of the setting up of the pool. So when yeah. a pool is finished, um, I, I guess we have to set it up. Mm -hmm. So whether if it's a salt water, we put salt, whether it's a uh, mineral pool and we put mineral, yeah. the magnesium pool will be more to, to uh, set up. Yeah. But yeah, I, I recommend it. Mm -hmm. And if you can spend a little bit extra, why not go for it? Awesome. Mm. Um, is there any other uh, necessary equipment that uh, we might need? Well, then I guess you get into the finer details with things like the filtration system. Uh, so you get cartridge and yeah. you get a sand filter. Um, 
we you know we can go really deep in that uh, we might not go too maybe deep not. In that. maybe, <laughs> maybe not, not yeah. cuz it's a bit boring <laughs> the filtration and the equipment but um, long story short the send uh, filter is that really big round yeah. uh, filter so obviously some people might have very limited space and the cartridge filter which is about that big uh, is a uh, better option, option yeah. some people might be really worried about the water efficiency and a cartridge filter is again going to be better because of the backwash of the sand filter. Yeah. And the other problem with the sand filter is when you backwash it, it ideally needs to go uh, the ORG, which is a sewer connection. Mm -hmm. So when you add a pool to an existing house, you might not be able to hook onto the uh, sewer. Um, so it, it could be a little bit of an issue. But um, yeah, depending on the size of the pool, how much space you have, um, how much maintenance you want to be doing, there's pros and cons with both uh, systems. So um, Awesome. So the next thing is the pool pumps. And there's a lot of options in terms of pool pumps. There's lots of brand. Uh, usually, obviously, the best, because a pool pump is going to run that much, A efficient pool pumps is usually the way to go. Yeah. Uh, they will be a little bit more expensive to buy, but they will be less expensive to run. Um, yeah. So usually, a efficient uh, pool pump um, is going to be the way to go. Yeah. Awesome. So there's loads of other uh, cool upgrades you can sort of get into your pool these days. Things like, um, you know, heater pools, spas, all that sort of stuff. Did you want to just quickly run over those? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot from the fountains to yeah. the slides right. to the, the all that sort of stuff. You're really but only limited by yeah. your imagination. That's exactly right. <laughs> Honestly. But yeah. And the, your budget. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> the spa is obviously a great thing to have it in a pool, it will definitely cost a bit more and there's multiple options as to how you can set it up, whether the spa is a little bit higher, has a bit of an infinity edge into the pool. Yeah. There's lots of options. So the, mm. the spa is really cool, but yes, it can get pricey. Mm. Um, my personal pick is the heating system. Yeah. And why I said- I knew you were gonna bring this up. <laughs> even though it's Australia, <laughs> I think it still gets cold. Yeah. And when you put that foot in the water, it's just freezing. A little icy sometimes. That's yeah. it, it's a little icy. So. Uh, I, you know, again, it's personal preference, but I think like a heating system for a pool means that you can swim instead of swimming, say, for month of the year, you might yeah. be able to extend it by another three months. That's it. Yeah. So um, heating systems, there's a lot and there's a lot more efficient systems nowadays. The systems have improved a lot. Yeah. Uh, so depending on the size of the pool, because each system will depend on the size of the pool and how, how much you want to swim. Some yeah. people might want to swim the whole year and then you yeah. need a really big system. Yeah. But if we're talking normal uh, system, yeah. uh, you might be looking at say close to $5,000 to upgrade to a heating system. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, well obviously, worth the investment. Yeah, obviously, like you said, they're a lot more efficient, so they're not going to cost as much to run even Definitely. though they are an upfront cost. That Definitely. Yeah. And if you are having a heating system and even if you're not having a, a, a heating system, mm. a really good thing to have is a pool cover. Yeah. There's a few benefits about the pool cover. Obviously, if you have a heating system uh, and you have a pool cover, the pool will heat much, much easier and mm -hmm. it won't let the, the I guess, the heat yeah. uh, um, evaporate, evaporate yeah. I guess. So that's, uh, that's a really, really good uh, benefit and definitely a must if you have a heating system. Mm -hmm. But even if you don't have a heating system, uh, <laughs> we see that a lot. Yeah. People, it's summer and they're like, my pool must have a leak. Yeah, yeah, it's dropped ten centimeters in the past week, mm. and unfortunately, that's what pools do. Yeah, you might get a wind area, and you might get good sun on the pool, and you will watch that water just just <laughs> blow away yeah, and yeah. just evaporate <laughs> in the air. So, I would say 
a cover at least will mean that it will stop that or it will minimize it. Mm. And uh, which means that, yes, you might have to buy the cover, but you will have to spend less on refilling the pool every time That's it. it goes up. And prime example, I don't have a pool cover. Yeah. And uh, in prime summer, like every week, you have to refill that pool by about 100 mil. Wow. It's that bad, yeah, yeah. Other good things is it will stop your pool from getting dirty as well. Yeah, if you've got trees around, that's yeah. it. Yeah, um, if you've got animals, it'll stop all the animals and stuff. You know, birds I sometimes know. like to come down. <laughs> I thought you were going to say dogs and stuff. No, no, no. Huh? <laughs> does, does your dog swim? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking that quite that train, but yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it will stop animals, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Long story short. Hey, that's it. Um, cool. So before we head off um, on this podcast, is there anything you think uh, people need to know? Uh, the we go? final thing I guess that we haven't mentioned is when we talk about a pebble crate inside of your pool, yeah. uh, a very common upgrade is the water line. Uh, so mm. the water line is those really small tiles that you see going all around right the pool. Edge. Some people tile the whole pool and that's fine too. But yeah. again, you're going to be talking really big money. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you want to be on a budget, but uh, have a really cool looking pool, and not have to spend too much, a waterline is usually the way to go. Yeah. So it's pretty much a mosaic tile that we just, that just goes all around the mm -hmm. pool. Um, and the reason be, uh, behind it is, it looks good, obviously, that's yeah. a, that's the first thing, and that's why mo most people would do it. Yeah. But the second reason is, it keeps the pebble crate finish below the water surface, yeah. so that I guess it doesn't stain and doesn't get dirty, and it, it just makes your pool looks much, much, much better. So yeah. usually that waterline tile, which again, this is gonna be a very quick estimate, but maybe around 2,000, 2,500 for your pool. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's quite a lot of work, you know, some people think, oh, I can buy the tiles of Bunnings yeah, yeah. or $300. Yes, but usually you have to render that section so that yep. it's nice and flat. Mm -hmm. You have to lay the tiles, which is it's quite a very delicate type of job. Process, yeah. And then you have to put epoxy grinding, so you can't, I mean, you can, but you don't want to put normal grout. You want to mm. put epoxy grout, which is a grout that um, will not get water get inside. In, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what. So epoxy grout, and it, it, it looks really, really good. Mm. And once you've installed that, then you do your pebble crate finish. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I know it's obviously pretty expensive, but I really like when they do like the mosaic tiles on the bottom of the pool with oh, often like a, a logo does. or a saying or the it name does. of the house. It does, yeah, 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 definitely. We yeah. got one coming like that. That's it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, particularly if you got a spa too. You know, yeah. if you got a spa, you could tile your your seats. Yeah. Uh, again, when you have a bench, you can put a nice um, uh, row of tiles on the edge of the seat yeah. so that, you know, it, it looks good. So there's a few mm. things you can do with those, not just a waterline, you can do so many things. And some people do the whole pool and it looks fantastic, but yeah, yeah it's, it, it's just, Cost very, you an arm very, and a leg. It's yeah. just very, very expensive. Yeah, very expensive. Awesome. Uh, the final thing we haven't oh, talked oh, wait, about- there's more. Is the pricing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. The pricing. We almost so, left without that. Uh, and again, that's something people ask us a lot. How much does a pool cost? That's it. And the quick answer, I guess, <laughs> it will depend on how big the pool is. And so when you see either a, a home builder that does a pool or a pool builder, mm -hmm. uh, we will normally price the pool based on linear meters of the pool. Yeah. So your pool is six meters by three meters. Mm -hmm. You just go six plus six plus three plus three, mm -hmm. and that will give you yeah. the surround of your pool. So again, this is a rough estimate and the smaller the pool, the more it will cost per meter mm -hmm. and the bigger the pool, the less it will cost per meter. Similar to a house. Really. Similar to a house because when you think about it, the equipment will still be there. The, you know, most of the rates will still apply. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's why I, I guess, um, but yeah, the rate I've roughly worked out um, as an average is probably mm -hmm. $1,700 a meter. 
Okay. If yeah. you use that as an average for your pool, uh, it would work about right. And uh, then, you know, there's so many variables, whether your pool is full in ground, whether yeah. like what we're talking about, your pool is uh, half in, half above ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people think, oh, there's less dirt, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to save money. Yeah, not the case. It doesn't work yeah. like that. It doesn't work like that. And the more above ground a pool is, probably the more it will cost because yeah. of the formwork to actually shortcut the concrete. 100%. And also because of the peering that uh, the it's pool required. will need so that obviously, you know, it doesn't move around. So uh, yeah. so there's a lot of uh, factors, but usually $1,700 a meter mm -hmm. would give you a rough idea. And what does that include and what doesn't it? So that pretty much gives you a full turnkey pool mm -hmm. um, with the exclusion of the permanent pool fence yeah. and with the exclusion of a pool cover if you do need one during construction. Yeah. So uh, the only thing you need to add on to that cost is usually the pool fencing. Mm -hmm. And we've given the rates roughly of, yeah. of the so pool fencing. So super easy. Mm -hmm. uh, have a look at your pool, measure how, how many meters, thumbs up by 1700. Yep. And same thing with your pool fencing, depending on the pool fencing mm -hmm. you have in mind, go back through that podcast and have a look at the rates. That's it. Thumbs up by the amount of pool fencing and you will get roughly how much your pool is going to cost. That's it. So yeah, I think you've pretty much hit that on the head, short and sweet. Um, all right, we might get out of here and we'll see you guys next week. Again, Sounds good. Hopefully you've taken something away from that and you've actually learned something. Hey? We hope so because we yeah. wanted to do that pool one for quite a while. That's true. And uh, we just weren't sure, I guess, um, yeah. um, I guess if it was going to be feasible. Yeah. Feasible, but when we thought about it, it's like there's a lot of information to know about pools. So, um, and a lot of people seem to want to know about it where you get a lot of inquiries and questions about them but all you know day. what the issue, the pool is like a house. It's complicated. Yeah. It might yeah. seem simple, you know, it's just a pool, but there's so many things that you need to think about from, again, For like sure. I, I was saying, you really think about is the height of your yep. pool. Um, you, you know, do you want it flush with the alfresco? Do you mm. want to have a bit of a step down uh, you really need to think about that and think yeah. about obviously things from the pool coping to the size, the benches, the steps you want inside, yeah. the water line, the pool coping and the pool fencing. And um, that's what we thought we'd do a podcast because there's just so much to to that's learn it. about and to know about. And um, we feel that uh, people get screwed over a lot with pools. Yeah. And uh, prime example, this is why we decided to do pools. That's it. We were just getting a little bit over pool builders and having to discuss with them, you know, the heights and yeah. and having to fix the errors. And we're like, this is it. We've had enough. We're just going to do pools. And That's it. Yeah, like, yeah. why not? That's it. And um, yeah. And uh, obviously it seems to be working well. Like, obviously, mm. I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is why you don't do it on a Tuesday afternoon at fucking five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it's true. Like, and, yeah. and you know, like if, <laughs> if there's one last thing we can say is um, I really do believe that pools are a great investment to your house. They do. Uh, yeah, they I do, do believe that if you pay the right price, obviously, for your pool, uh, they will add value. And mm -hmm. particularly when you get to the house, you know, which starts to get you five, six hundred thousand dollars plus. Yeah. I really feel pool is a must then, particularly when you're going to resell and there's not much uh, sort of access to the sides. Yeah. Uh, usually during the build is the best time to yeah. get a pool done. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, in terms of a value, I think it, and it not just adds value, it adds really look to the house. We were talking yeah. about this with landscaping yeah. and fencing. Like how good does it look at the back? You've right? got a nice outdoor entertainment area, the pool's there mm -hmm. as like a feature. That's like, it, yeah. that's it. you got really nice plants. Again, look at Newport. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, imagine if the Newport Display Home didn't have that pool. Yeah. I think the backyard would be just bland. Like, For sure. well, we've got a pool, we got a nice courtyard, we got Green the fresco, we got the like, plants yeah. all around. It just looks so good. So good. Mm-hmm. It just looks so good. So uh, I think well worth investing into one. Obviously, make sure you pick the right builder, uh, whether it's a house builder or the pool builder, and make sure you know you have your list of all the things we ran through uh, today, so that yeah. uh, you know exactly what you're talking about. That's it. Awesome. Well, we're gonna get over your hair. Uh, get get over your hair. Get out of your hair um, for today. So, <laughs> you guys enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Sounds good.